Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, welcome to the Brick Geek Podcast, episode 27. This episode we'll be covering Fargo Season 2. Um, yeah, if you'd like to listen to any previous episodes, then you can subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify. Reviewing us on those platforms also helps us to improve the show. If you haven't seen it, then Fargo is a black comedy, is a crime and crime drama anthology. Uh, and season two takes place in 1979 and is set in Minnesota and the Dakotas, which is apparently how you pronounce it. I mean, you're like talking North, about North, North Dakota and South Dakota. Yeah. Mm. So, do, do you want Is there anything you want to talk about before we get to uh, the spoilers? Uh, yeah. Hello, everybody. Um, I thought maybe just a quick ramble about our weeks. Sure. Uh, yeah, this is my co-host Dave, and I'm Mike. Uh, I didn't talk about that. Maybe I should put that into the intro. I completely forgot. Mm. Yeah, so Dave, that's about your week. Yeah, so mostly I've been painting. I paint miniatures uh, for fun, and I started the December for Christmas... 24 Days of December Painting Challenge, which is basically where you paint uh, miniatures from games, whether they're war games, board games, or whatnot, and you paint a little bit of uh, one or many each day. So it depends on how much time you have. I've decided to paint some of my characters from Viewers. They're quite large, being their great old ones, and huge. Uh, yeah, it's been f- a fun journey so far. Um, you can see that challenge on, uh, I think it's called Paint All the Minis, which is uh, the Facebook page, which is for the podcast Paint All the Minis, which I'd recommend uh, listening to if you like painting minis. That's pretty much what I've been doing with all my spare time because. You know, it's quite a meaty challenge. If it wasn't a meaty challenge, it wouldn't really be much of a challenge, would it? Uh, so you have to paint uh, an entire miniature a day? No, 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 no. I, I, I've been painting my one miniature for most of the week. I did segue off onto another uh, miniature mostly because I needed a few um, things. And okay. Basically, paint retarder, which is stuff to slow down the drying process. And um, 
a UV lamp so I could use my UV resin to make gory blood. Oh. Dripping from his mouth. So it only shows up under UV light? No, no, no. This is... Um, it sets under UV light. So you... Oh, okay. You can kind of create then drips coming from mouths. So, yeah, yeah use a little technique with fishing line and then you drip beads of this stuff down it to kind of like give that effect that blood's dripping down out of whatever you're, you're uh, painting with gore. And this happens to be the mouth of Shubnigarov, the black goat. Okay. Yeah. So he, he's who you've been focusing on. He's my focus this, for this summer. week. I probably okay. will be finishing him tonight or tomorrow night. And then I'll be moving on to probably another great old one. I've been doing the um, Necromunda minis as well while I'm at it. So just a little bit on those each time because I find army painting tedious. I like to paint unique individual minis, which I find much more fun. But obviously armies need to be painted. So the way I do it is to break it up and I only paint maybe one of those miniatures at a time and move on to something else come back to them and that, that way it just breaks up the monotony i'm not really a batch painter i find batch painting boring if- okay but at least with um necromunda they are just gangs so yeah yes yeah, so it's not not like carried up quite a bit yeah war band or something yeah it's yeah. like you're space- painting just space marines because yeah. i imagine that could get quite monotonous honestly i would highly recommend something like um GW's contrast paints, Citadel contrast paints. The contrast of the color. I think they're called contrast. But anyway, they um, they basically do like shading as well as basing straight away. So it just saves you a bit of time. They're not okay. not as good looking. I don't think that's my personal opinion. But I don't think they look quite as good. But there's a lot less work involved. So you know, it's if you're painting an army. And you've got like 20 minis to paint. I'm, I'm all over those contrast paints because I really don't want to be painting 20 fucking miniatures all the same. But that's just me. I know other people enjoy that kind of thing. So there's a challenge, this uh, December Christmas challenge thing. Is it supposed to be just paint every day? Or is it supposed to be... Is the whole aim of it supposed to be one miniature a day? No, no, the, the, the aim is just to get you painting regularly. Because oh, okay. um, yeah, you know, we all have lives and whatnot going on. We have other hobbies and interests going on too, most likely, like video yeah. games or board games themselves, playing them. So, yeah, I think it's just to get you focused on doing a bit more towards the hobby. And, you know, for, from that perspective, it works really well. Like, Shub, I've been putting off painting Cthulhu Wars now for a year because I've had that game for pretty much a year. Um, love the game. It's quite big and heavy, so I don't get it out very often. And it's also uh, competitive, so you kind of have to have people in the right frame of mind and enough of them to warrant getting out. But it's a yeah. big, lovely game with huge miniatures. They're, they're awesome to look at. I just wanted to paint them. And it's just been, yeah... A labour of love, really, with um, Shub. They're, they're big and they're time-consuming. I can send you a picture over later, Mike. Okay. Has it been difficult keeping the colour scheme? 
Because I remember them all being one colour. No, that, so that side of it is very easy. Shadnigarov, okay. the colour scheme for that particular army is red. So I will make them all red. So that, that's not so bad. It, when it comes to the blues, it's a bit more tricky because there's a light blue and a dark blue. So you've got to try and keep close to the light blues. I'm keep, oh, is there? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm... I'm trying to stick as closely as possible to the original colour scheme because if anything else comes out if I change colour schemes I could then accidentally switch over to you know the, the colours that they, they want to use. I think yeah. Cthulhu Wars is pretty much done now. We've had our fourth um, year of kickstarters well, I don't think it's year off, round off would be better, more appropriate wording because it's well, they're going to run out of old gods. So. Yeah, it's been going for a while. There's also God's War and a few other projects that uh, Peterson Games have running, and they're, they're somewhat similar in um, playstyle. But Cthulhu Wars is the one for me. Okay. How about you, Mike? What have you been up to this week? Um, I have gone back to Jedi Fallen Order, Ooh. and I restarted that. And I'm playing on the hardest difficulty. Oh, nice. Are and you enjoying it? Yeah. Uh, some parts could be a pain. And I I still suffer from, like, hitching problems. Even though I've turned it down to the lowest settings possible. Even though it says it's medium. That's the lowest I can go. Okay. Uh, to try and get as much, you know, to get my frame rate as high as possible. Because you need it when... You're fighting something that's yeah. Like, I, I think split the, second parrying. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the the hitching is um, indicative of the the way they've used the game engine because I've I've also experienced that, and you know I've got pretty meaty hardware behind me. Yeah, and pretty yeah, mine's sure not bad. I mean, it's not great, but it, it's not bad. The game was installed so on an NVMe up. SSD drive for fuck's sake. So um, you know, as fast yeah. as it, pretty much as fast as it can get without. PCIe fourth gen, so yeah, it's something there and yeah, yeah. They've messed it's it up. It's not me; it's you. <laughs> but I've got, you know, without spoiling spoilers for the game, I've just uh, beaten the ATST. Okay, cool. Uh, and I did that perfectly; no damage to me. And I did it like I did on when I played on easy, where I just used all of its attacks against itself. Used my I think that's push the to, yeah. I think that's to, the best to way to throw the do grenades it. at it and throw the rocket back at it. Yeah, yeah. I think it touched once. Uh, yeah, it felt like I was playing on easy still when I fought that boss. But I think um, your approach for that was more appropriate for the harder level, whereas mine was just hack and okay. slash, and that's more yeah. appropriate. But well, I was on Jedi Knight, so I wasn't on easy mode, but. I no. didn't find the game hard anyway, so there we go. There are some things that are a pain. Like if you get, if, you, if there's a lot of enemies and you get cornered, you can get fucked really Yeah, easily. I didn't find that as big a problem because you get crowd control um, powers later on. Yeah. And they, they yeah, if you've got them, they make it a bit easier. Um, the problem is because it's like, it, it is split second time. So yeah, yeah, I heard it was a lot wrong, less forgiving on that level. So... Like half the time, you get into a corner and you're fucking panicking, so you even forget to use slow and force push and anything really. So then you just get fucked. And I've had times where I've tried to evade backwards and I get caught on terrain, 
so I can't go anywhere. And then, bam, dead. It's like, shit. Like those fucking goats, you remember them? Yeah. Those things that yeah. were after you? Two hits, you're dead. Like, I think they're the uh, hardest-hitting mob in the game um, so far. Yeah, two hits, you're, you're dead. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, there are... I think there are harder-hitting mobs right on the, you know, final planet kind of things. Yeah, but... But you're going to get a lot of abilities before then. So. Yeah, and I think they're pretty much one or maybe two hits. But maybe. they, yeah. they're they quite vicious because they kind of fall after you, don't they? Anyway, we should, yeah. um, I guess, get on with the podcast. Yeah. So, uh, let me... Should we set the scene? Back. Do you want to set the scene? So, um, before we start, spoiler alert, if you have not seen Fargo... Season 2. We're going to be going into the story straight away. Because it's a TV show, so we can't really go anywhere else we, with we it. We skirt around um, it and you basically get this bland podcast. So we're actually going to talk about it. Yeah. So, yeah. You don't want to know anything about Fargo Season 2? Or you want to watch it first? Go ahead and do that now. I would, now it's pointless. Yeah, I would watch it first. Go away. Come back later. Like a week. <laughs> Come on, go watch it. It's good. Oh, right, you're back. Okay, Mike, let's see what how the story unfolded. So I think last time we went a bit too much on the plot and not enough talking about our thoughts. Our I think. feelings. Search your feelings. Hmm. So I'm just going to go on a very brief overview of the story. So season season two takes place in 1979 and we follow Molly's dad this time uh, Lou Solverson um, played by Patrick Wilson this time because I guess they can play use the old guy because that would make sense yeah um, and he's a Minnesota state trooper we also follow Peggy and Ed Blumquist played by Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons respectively I think that's how you spell his name. Pronounce his name. Yeah. It's not spelling. Um, as they attempt to cover up the hit and run plus homicide of Rye Gerhardt, played by Kieran Culkin. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, when, when we talk about those characters, it's going to be fun. Because I'm sure we yeah, have... So it's Macaulay Culkin's brother. Okay. Uh, a member of the Gerhardt crime family, stoking the flames of rivalry between the Kansas City Mafia and the Gerhardt Syndicate. The resulting of the flames results with the Gerhardt family coming undone with betrayals and a war between the two crime organisations going from Minnesota to North Dakota and then down to South Dakota as the Gerhardt slowly close in on Peggy and Ed. So do we want to talk about the first half of the uh, season first? Yeah, sure. <coughs> Excuse my cough. Um, well, I I can only really vaguely recall the scene where um, Rye has a, a kind of little gunfight in the, uh, I don't know, cantina? What was that place? Diner. Diner, the, yeah, the Americans call it. them. And, yeah, and then it gets hit by Kirsten Dunst aka Peggy who seems to be a bit of a train wreck this woman she's awful <laughs> well, 
Well, the reason why he's there is because he's trying, I think he's trying to make a name for himself. And his family are kind of, they, they think of him as uh, a fuck-up. Yeah, the idiot child of the family. Yeah. Yeah, I got that. So to make a name for himself, he wants to start up this business venture. But to do so, he needs to persuade a judge to allow in a bunch of his typewriters that are stopped at, what's it, what's it called? I guess the port, I guess. Port Authority. Oh, yeah. Uh, customs. Customs, there we go. Yeah. Stuck in customs. So he needs to get the judge to change her mind and allow these typewriters through. But he does a, goes about it a really bad way. He basically just stalks her and then immediately frowns her. Yeah, and she doesn't so respond she well doesn't, to the, the frat. No. And then he shoots her. So yeah, great. Yeah, great. Good one. Well, well, he shoots her because he aims a gun at her in the middle of a diner. Yes, with everyone else around there. So people were like panicking and trying to stop him. And he starts shooting people. She stabs him, which is why he shoots the judge. The judge stabs him, by the way. Uh, so he he shoots the judge. Yeah. So he's bleeding. Everyone's dead in the diner. So he's trying to stumble away. He sees some lights in the sky, walks out in the middle of the road, and then, yeah, Kirsten Tunst just <laughs> runs into him. Yeah. And then drives home. like a normal person. <laughs> Sorry? And then drives home. Well, yeah, with him stuck in the windshield. Yeah. Because that's what a normal person does, right? No. Uh, no. I don't know how she didn't get spotted. No, she was a complete mess. Yeah. But she was a complete mess through the whole show, and then... I really had no idea why Ed stayed with her. Really no idea. Oh, she's pretty. Uh, she's she's kind of cute. Like, she she seems like a nice girl. But I don't know, she seems pretty messed up. She's unhinged. Yeah. She's unhinged. She's, like, got mental health issues. I don't know what they are, but she's a bit crazy. Yeah. Um, and he's just a homely person. He just wants to... He just wants family. He just wants to own a small business. He's not looking for anything complicated. So I think he's just one of those... Because it is the uh, late 70s, so... It's just... I don't know. The whole family thing. You you find a wife. You want to get kids. You want to buy a home. You want to do stuff like that. So you don't... I guess back then you would have kind of glossed over how crazy somebody is because you don't want to bring that to light because it brings shame on you or something I don't know but yeah but I think yeah, it's, I think it's hard to determine how crazy she is until after the events because oh, I don't as know. we I go don't know. on when she drives as, off that's pretty as crazy. we go on through the season it feels as if it's getting worse so I don't know if that was running into the guy was a trigger point and that was the cause of it? The spiral? I don't think it's the cause of it, but it could have made it worse, like you say. Yeah. I don't imagine it helped. No. But we don't hear of her being weird before that. Although she does have just piles of magazines everywhere. Yeah, she does. But she, <laughs> she's trying to do some kind of design stuff. I don't 
remember exactly what it was. Because she wanted to go to a conference, didn't she? Or some kind of seminar. Well, that was to... That was to find her uh, inner self, to find confidence, okay, yeah. to be the best version of herself. Yeah. But she dicks over her husband so many times. Like, yeah. At one point in the story, um, Ed's trying to buy the butcher shop which he works in. And, and it's kind of their shared dream. But she... Well, well I, don't I don't think it is their shared dream. I think that was his dream. I don't know. She has a different dream. At least they're both working towards two different goals. Yes, they are. However, she never really tells him that. No. And he does tell her that. So, well, as far as he's aware. She kind of does, actually. She does kind of tell him that she doesn't want that. Later on, yes. No, I mean, because she, she keeps saying about how she wants to go to the seminar, she wants to find a better self, and I'm pretty sure she says about going somewhere else, like getting away from the place. Okay, yeah. Before okay. then. Maybe she does. But he he ignores her because he's got the idea of what he wants. He wants to stay in that home, in his hometown, stay in his, his, the house that his family's always owned. He wants to buy the business he's always worked at. And she wants to have spontaneity in her life. She wants to get away from the place she's always lived in. So they're both heading in completely different directions. Well, running over a so gangster. I think they've always, probably... So I think they've always been diametrically opposed. It's just that they're both so self-centred that they'd never talk to each other about it. Okay, maybe, maybe. Uh, but, yeah, with um, running over Rye... She definitely gets spontaneity. <laughs> Bet before yeah. that she didn't have people knocking on her door to kill her. Yeah, that's true. But she didn't even kill the guy. She just like it's like it's so mental. You drive over someone, you, you don't check you just, to see if they're okay. You, yeah, you, you just, just drive park up home. in your garage. Yeah. Just park up in your garage and just leave the body in the windshield and go make dinner. Yep. Yeah. And how, how so Ed up. dealt with that was interesting, I thought. But the, the fact that Rye comes after them, or comes at them, pretty much seals his fate. Yeah. Because... Well, you know, well, he hasn't got much choice, though, really. No. Well, he doesn't know what's going on, does he? No. And <laughs> never really gets to know what's going on. No. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, Ed kind of sees to him pretty quickly. Yeah. And then chucks him in a freezer. Huge chest freezer. Okay. Well, it makes sense. He's a butcher. And that's when I thought, hmm, okay, maybe Ed and Peggy really are suited to each other. Because they... Well, he will do anything for her. Yeah, yeah. He'll do anything for her, including murder. And grinding yeah. up of and body parts in his butcher shop. Man, that's it. he cleaned it afterwards. Yeah, but he almost got caught out, didn't he? Because he did. Lou was um, kind of snooping around. And Lou was after bacon or sausages or something, wasn't he? I forget what he was after, actually. But he was after I something. I think it was bacon. It was after something, yeah. Yeah. So he, he went in there to ask for it. At some god-awful hour, has no real right asking for it. But it's a well, small town. Well, the light town. was on. Yeah, it's a small town. The butcher was at home. Must be time to get bacon. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me, I need to do my um, Christmas shopping 
Gotta order some food. Gotta get that bacon. Can't have pigs and blanket over there. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, so. Lou. He does seem to. I don't know the difference between state troopers and. Like the local police. I don't know what their jurisdiction is. So I don't know why he's always. He always seems to be poking his nose into local affairs. Yes, he does. So I don't know if they, they that's normal or not. Because in the other one, like in the first season, you're dealing with the local police, aren't you? Where Gus, in the first season, he was the, like, the state police. Yeah, you're but right. But as state police, he was in Duluth. Yes, so I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I guess, yeah. It's, it's, it's confusing for yeah. me. It's different timelines. Because we just well. have... Uh, yeah, America seems to be weirdly complicated with how their police system works. Yeah. Where over here, you just have the police. That you do. So, uh, so what, do we, what do we want to talk about next? So, yeah, do, do you want to talk about anything else during that, that section? Running up to the the uh, homicide of Rye and then... Oh. Yeah, that's right, Rye. So we did, yeah, we were, we were talking about Rye and his death. Um, yeah, so then we get introduced to the... The family, the Gerhardt family. Yeah, because you don't really didn't really um, speak to, uh, not speak to them. Don't really hear from them before that, do we? We we see them uh, afterwards. Yeah, mainly. So, what's your thoughts on them? Well, uh, the the younger brother seemed uh, is the younger the brother, the one that basically thinks he's all that. I forget what his name is. But bear? Sorry? Bear? Bear, which one's bear? The one that runs around with the uh, Native American guy. That's Dodd, he's the oldest. Oh, okay, Dodd. Yeah, he he's a piece of work, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's very messed up. Beyond so, messed up, I think. I, I think he's quite arrogant because he pretty much gets away with everything. He gets away with anything, and yeah, I think essentially his mum, who is kind of acting as the family head because her husband's yeah. having a stroke, um, who was the family head, he has no respect for her. He has a little bit, but not the kind of respect you'd expect someone to have of their mum. Well, I think it's because of the time, you know, 79. Yeah. Um, he just thinks women are are weak. Yeah, and can't. Yeah. They're for uh, making babies and not much else. Hmm. Yeah. So I think that's why he has such attitude and I guess resistance to anything she has to say. Really. Because mm, yeah. he doesn't think she, she should be leading. I think he believes he's in charge now that his dad's out of the picture. Yeah, now, I can kind of understand why he thinks that, but um, yeah, it, it it does he does come across as a piece of work really, and later on more so when he starts like throwing his weight around. 
Yeah. You, you kind of think that his younger brother, who's actually physically bigger than him, could probably take him. But they, they don't really have that exchange. Yeah, it's, it's hard because Dodd is more ruthless. Like, he would do anything to win. Yes. Whereas Bear is more restrained. So I think, yeah, or Bear could take him. But with the underhanded tactics of Dodd, I think Dodd would end up winning. Yeah, quite possibly. Maybe not later on when Bear seems to have a a change of heart, I guess you'd say, with how he starts acting. Yeah. I think he's fed up of uh, his brother's shit, to be honest. Well, it kind of ruins everything that he's working towards. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It basically ruins the family. Really, Dodd does. Rod, uh, Dodd just fucks over the Gerhardt fa- family completely. Yeah, because he's always after his own vendetta, isn't he? Yeah. And that Because that, you've got the Kansas City Mafia, they come in, they start throwing their weight around. Because actually they, but, they want peace, don't they? But because of well, they want Biden. They want they want them to. Now talk about the Gerhards absorbed into their mafia, which is why Dodd becomes a resistance to it. Because the Kansas City Mafia, they just want the whole land. They want all of it. They want to be the overlords of it all. Yeah. With the Ger- the Gerhards, they want their own. That they've worked for this. So they want they want their piece of the pie. They don't want anyone in. They don't want anyone else to take that from them. So they kind of they start working towards a mutual system, mm-hmm. but Dodd has none of it. Dodd, he wants, doesn't. No, he wants to just take them on, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he wants the guys to just continue ruling. Yeah, steamroller them, and hope that uh, they can survive it. Yeah, which of course doesn't go down well. No, it's seen as. Um, being, yeah, really uh, disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah, you can kind of understand that. But you can kind of see how how things are because Dodd's daughter, she is really dis- disrespectful for everyone. Yeah. And she hates Dodd, her dad. Yeah. Because he beats her and he beats her, her, her mum. Yeah. So she has no love for her family, really. But weirdly, Bear, Bear's son, idolizes Dodd and wants to be respected by him. Not sure why that is. I think it's because, like, Dodd is the second in line. I guess he's the one that goes out and does all the all, all the work. Yeah, right? and also, um, Dodd, for all his faults, doesn't see. The disabilities of Bear's son. Oh, well, he does. He does, but he, he he looks past that. If you know what I mean. Well, I don't think. Um, I think he's setting him up to fail. It I don't could, think he's actually genuine. Genuine. It could be he that says. he's not genuine, yeah. But he just doesn't care. Yeah, as far as because he hates because he hates Bear. Yeah. He, he just wants to fuck him over because of Bear. He doesn't care if he lives or dies. But I'm talking from the son's perspective. As how he sees the world, he probably sees Dodd, um, you know, helping him, whether yeah. he is or not, and whether he's genuine yeah. or not. I kind of see that as his position and why he idolizes yeah, okay. him. 
Yeah, I can see that. Because Bear just thinks, like, because of his disability, he can't do much. And so he wants to send him off to to get educated. Yeah. To have a better life. Because yeah. Bear, that's what Bear just wants. He wants him out of the crime shit and yeah. to just have a decent life going forward. And you can't but, really blame him because that life yeah. is shit. But his son's just like, no, I, I won't do what you do, Dad. I want to be like Dog. I want to be out there shooting people and stuff. I was like, you dumbass. <laughs> oh, he is dumb, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then Dodd eventually just sets him up to fail by sending him after uh, the butcher. Yeah. Yeah. And how he survives and that. It, I think he knows he's going to fail because he gets his... Um, I don't know who he is, but he gets somebody else to, to go him. with him. Yeah. His lackeys basically will finish it off if he fails. Yeah. I think he he doesn't use those words, but it's pretty much those words. Yeah. And it wasn't... I don't think it was if. I think it was pretty much um, the way he was talking. It was a when he fails. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah. That guy is a piece of work. He is. So the butcher survives the the really stupid attempt on his life with by Dodd and um, bears some, and unfortunately the butcher shop gets burnt down. So you know, his life, yeah. life ambition is over, effectively. It is. I think I think he takes it quite well, to be honest. Considering well. Yeah, I mean, he just someone did just try to kill him, yeah. and the thing he's been working towards all this all this time has just gone up in flames. So, you know, I guess quite a bit of shock is going on there. And yeah, what, what else should you do now? You just gotta get out of there because they know who you are now. Yeah, but I, f- I found it funny that they think the butcher. Is like a code name, like a nickname for him. Oh yeah, yeah, the way they talk. <laughs> yeah. Are you the butcher? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it it does sound like a gangster kind of name, doesn't it? Well, that, well, I think they believe that he's part of the Kansas City mafia. Okay. And that they took out Fry on purpose. Yeah, that wasn't the case. But... Or at least I think maybe Dodd was using that as an excuse to. Stir up trouble. Could well be. Could I can't remember be. which way it was, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, so the Kansas City Mafia. You've got Mike Finnegan, uh, Mike Milligan, Milligan, that's it, yeah, and the Kitchen Brothers. Yes, twins. Kitchen, and they roll into town to see what's up. Why, you know. Why aren't the Gerhards complying with their demands? Well, not really demands, but I guess it is demands. Um, so they go to look into this. And they offer Gerhards a way out. but And they're going to, but then Gerhards... Um, Dodd basically says no and attempts to... Does he attempt to attack them or something? 
No, it's because he sent some people to fuck him up, right? No, it's him and Bear's son. Yeah. Yeah, they go to, they go and they fight someone. They kill someone, don't they? Yeah. They kill someone. No, no they, they don't, don't kill, kill them. them. They don't kill them. They just beat them up. Yeah. And that just, that causes enough of... Uh, that aggravates it, yeah. Yeah. But Mike Milligan, he's really cool. I like, I like him. him. Yeah, I like him. He's got swagger. Yeah. And the two mute brothers, uh, pretty intimidating with their shotguns. Oh, yeah. They, they, they did, did seem to be pretty damn handy with those guns, too. Yeah. I don't know how they could just hide them under their trench coats, though. Wouldn't that be really heavy? We need to learn that trick, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what happens next? So where have we got to? The the butcher has had his shop burnt down. Yeah. Um. And the Gerhards are making heavy with the um, the other gang. So there's a bit of to and fro between the Gerhards and the gang. Um, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Um, don't you want to talk about it? Uh, could do. So it's a bit of tit for tat, really, isn't it? It escalates. So you you kind of have. Um, One of the kitchen brothers dies, don't they? But I can't remember how he dies. Um, yeah, it's a little vague for me. They're in the woods, and I think they're basically they, they try to take on the Gerhards, and um, it doesn't backfire. But it, it, it they get quite a, a big loss in there. I don't think the kitchen brother dies in the woods. Let me quickly just. Have a look at this because yeah, because it's a a um, like a I, I don't know why, but they're all like the um, guards. Oh, I think it's because they send them off somewhere, and so the Kansas City attack the Gerhardt Gerhard home um, and kill the dad. So their response is to find them in the woods somewhere, and they attack and Hansi. The Native American kills one of the kitchen brothers. Ah, uh, yes, sure yeah, the, the Gerhards sure ambush them, don't they? Yeah. When they're going on a deer hunt. Oh, they were hunting. Why were they hunting? That's a bit dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's on a hunting trip. Hmm. But um, they, they do take on, I think they kill quite a lot of the people that are coming after them but not yeah. quite all of them, unfortunately. Hansi yeah. Dent kills Wayne. Who's Wayne? Uh, one of the Kitchen Brothers. Oh, okay. You've got Wayne and Gale. I don't think you ever hear their names, yeah. so... Yeah, it's I'm one on, of them. I'm on the Fargo all, fan side. Um, they're just the same and look the same, so I have no idea. So Hansi Dent's the Native American guy. Yeah. Yeah, and basically he slits the throat. Of one yeah. of the kitchen brothers, shall we say? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty handy with a knife, that man. He is. And quite handy with deceit. 
and of guns. So after the other close call with Peggy and Ed, they they try they head off, they get out of there after a bit of convincing. Um, they head. No, they don't. Yes, yes, they do. But there's a few things in between. So um, the car that got ran over Rye, they tried to disguise it by running into a tree. Yeah, that was just um, stupid. That was beyond stupid. <laughs> How they thought they got away with that, I do not know. Well, it, it kind was, of did. It was quite yeah the, from the the rental guys, but as soon as, as soon as um, an officer of the law saw it, it was like, this is obviously fucking bullshit. Yeah. So they take it to a garage, and the car gets fixed. Peggy gets the car and almost leaves. Almost leaves Ed to deal with the mess. Yes. But for some weird reason, she decides, no, she's going to... She's not going to betray him. And sells the car? Yes, but she sells the car for his... Um, for his butcher shop? Yes. But... Because she spent the, the money on a retreat. This is after the event of... The fire. The fire. Yeah. Um, so she goes home... Uh, Hank, um, Molly's grandfather, he's a sheriff, he's there, and so he decides, like, he finds Peggy there, he's telling her that she's going to get into a lot of trouble, she has to stay there, then the Gerhards show up, Dodd, uh, they knock out Hank, and they try to go for Peggy, but... <laughs> Peggy's a lot more. (laughs) Peggy's a lot more. uh, What's the word? Psycho. Um, (laughs) Yeah, like she's not. She's not. um, Not not harmless, but um, you know, she's more than capable of looking after herself. Oh yeah, and she does. So she takes out the the two men sent down to get her, and then uses Dodd's stun gun on him. And captures him. So when Ed turns up, rod. they kidnap Dodd and flee. They run off. Yeah. I quite like that uh, series of events. Yeah, that was really cool. Because they... <sighs> but Peggy always seems to accidentally do things that kind of work out for her. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, the Gerhards are going crazy. They don't know what's going on. And it turns out that Dodd's daughter has been sleeping with Mike Milligan and divulging their yeah. secrets. Yeah, but they know about it. So Bear takes her into the woods and murders her. Yeah. Kind of not unexpected either. Because she... I feel bad for her because she was in... Like, okay, she's trying to... She kind of wanted to get revenge on Dodd but she also sold under the rest of the family which is what Bear had but but that was later on and that was because she was like both sides like she was in a she was between a rock and a hard place in the end like there was no winning for her and then she gets killed because of it yeah like she should have just either 
spoke to what's her name she's gone she's got a male's name hasn't she what's her name the milk grand the mother the mother oh what's her name Lance or something like that Otto was the dad wasn't it yeah granddad sorry is it Luke what what's her name oh anyway yeah doesn't matter um he was gonna like if she had like told her maybe she would have got through fairly unscathed perhaps yeah um or maybe just banished like maybe like like she she asked for um but yeah because of what happened with Bear's son been Bear he did uh dot at that point I guess he just felt like that was hurting Dodd yeah though apparently Dodd had a few daughters but we never saw any of the other ones no and then after that Hansi Hansi yeah Hansi goes off in search of um Ed and Peggy tracking them down yeah yeah or at least yeah that's what you think's happening <laughs> No, that is what it's happening. But along the way, it kind of gets... I wouldn't say reminded of how he was treated before, but he, he's he been treated poorly all his life, I guess. Yeah. And then he keeps seeing people um, basically looking down on him because, because he's a Native origin. American. Yeah. So he ends up shooting up a bar, ends up having a shootout with police... Um, and then finds. I, I love the I love the scene with Dodd with Peggy and Ed because Peggy's just gone crazy at this point. Like she's just stabbing him to stop him talking, which is really really funny scene. Yeah, that is a good scene. Um, uh, yeah, Ed comes in and can see that Dodd's got blood on him. You've been stabbing him. Dodd's <laughs> like. <laughs> Nodding, nodding. <laughs> you really, you really must stop stabbing him. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. But yeah, Hansi finds finds them, but then turns on the guards and shoots Dodd. Yeah, but before that, Dodd has actually um, escaped his uh, shackles and is going to try and get revenge on Peggy. But I think at that point, Peggy overwhelms him again. Well, he himself. knocks her out. Yes, yeah, he does. Goes to, uh, well, basically does uh, hang Ed. Yes, yeah, and does hang. is about to walk out, I think, and then she, she, she wakes stabbed up him and in the foot him. or something. Yes. She and breaks off the handle. Yeah. So he can't get it off. Yeah. Yeah. So Doesn't. he has to pull his foot through the blade to yes, get out. Yes, yeah. That's gonna hurt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that yeah. hurt. But yeah, she manages to save Ed. And that's when Hansi turns up, I think. Pretty much. And all he wants is a haircut. That's seemingly it, yeah. And I think he would have got it if the police didn't turn up. Yeah. I I don't think Peggy would have done anything. She did do something because she saw the police. Well, I think she would have done it anyway because she's an idiot and crazy. Maybe, maybe. I I think he would have just left them alone if... If they had treated him like a person. Yeah. 
Maybe. But they end up just stabbing him. And so he now has a vendetta against them. So he runs off to heal himself. Mm-hmm. And then basically he just kills everybody he sees on his way to try and find Peggy and Ed. Yes. Yeah. And then, but not before betraying the guards by trying to encourage them to fight against the police who because he that, says are the Kansas City Mafia. Yeah, because they were all plain clothes, weren't they? Yeah. But they, they were um, keeping uh, Peggy and Ed uh, yeah, under protective custody. Under protective custody. And, yeah, Hansi uses the Gerhards to... Um, to get to them. To get to them, yeah. So it kills yeah. two birds with one stone, so to speak. Yeah. Which is quite clever. But unfortunately, um, a certain state trooper turns up and <laughs> spoils his day. He does. And then don't we have the what-the-fuck UFO scene? Yeah. Yeah, I thought we did. Is it probably the weirdest part about the whole series? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just in there for no apparent reason, and then it's gone. Well, the UFOs alluded to a few times in the series. It is, yeah, but um, uh, yeah, people like, do we do we talk about the lights in the sky? Uh, yeah. I'm not sure we do. <laughs> yeah, so interesting. Yeah, it, it is pretty weird. And uh, what we didn't talk about was that that said state trooper, uh, his wife was dying of cancer. Yeah. But she somehow survived. And she had kind of a lucid dream type thing, didn't she? Where she saw the future. Well, that's like at the end of the season. Yeah, that's right, at the end of the season. So, before we get to that... Um, so there's a weird thing where Ed and Peggy are in a freezer trying to escape from Hansi. Yeah. But, but once um, again, Peggy has a weird mental delusion going on. But unfortunately, Ed doesn't survive. No, Ed doesn't survive. Because Ed is injured, isn't he, by Hansi? Yeah. But, um, yeah, Ed succumbs to his injuries. But Peg- what happened to Hansi? He disappears. Oh, yeah, he just disappears. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, we'll get to that right at the end. Um, then... So what happens then? Because she was thought it? he was coming back for her, but he wasn't. She thought he was trying to smoke him out. Yeah. But that's part of it. Like I said, that was a, a delusion. Yeah. Yeah. So you going to talk about that dream? I already had. Yeah, she has a dream about. I mean, no, you didn't uh, talk about what happened. Okay, okay. You said she saw the future. She sees the future. Anything. But the future yeah. is the past because it's season one or Fargo. No, it's the future. I know it's the future because. No, it's the, the future. It's gone beyond season one. It goes to season one and beyond. Yeah, it goes beyond season one. Yeah. That's interesting. Because basically you see um, Molly, Gus. And Lou, and you know, as he was in season one, yeah, all sitting down for a meal. I think it is or breakfast or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the the, the the daughter's there. I can't remember her name, but the daughter's there too. I don't know if the baby's there yet. I don't know if she's pregnant. So I don't, yeah, I yeah, because that's yeah. Gus's daughter, isn't it? 
Yeah. Was she pregnant? Is this after the baby's born? Is this just before she's pregnant? I'm not sure. I can't remember. I, yeah, but yeah it's not really it enough. Yeah. But they came back just to film this scene, so that was cool because that wasn't in the, in the series. Yeah. Season it was one. cool. Was yeah, it over it Christmas cool. or something? I can't remember. Oh, it may have been Christmas. Yeah. Or Thanksgiving, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. But yeah. So, the Mike Milligan turns up after all this chaos. Uh, everyone's dead. So he just decides to take credit for it? <laughs> yeah. Well, his boss was trying to get him killed, so... Because yeah. what we didn't say is that um, Mike not being able to um, seal the deal, so to speak, had not gone down well with his um, senior management. And they sent a hitman after him. Um, he and the remaining kitchen brother dealt with that hitman. But it doesn't make sense. If you're sending a killer to them, shouldn't the killer be prepared to kill them immediately? Oh, yeah. I mean, what are they going to do? Have a conference about it? They go have a little chat? Uh, so Mike doing what the other guy should have done just goes and just blasts him straight away yeah goes to shake his hand but he's got a concealed yeah. weapon yeah and kills him so this uh, grave, grave digger yeah he's got to dig his own what's his name I think he is called the grave digger isn't he Was it the Reaper or something? Something like that, anyway. Have you found it? No, I was just having a look. Undertaker, maybe? Undertaker might be, yeah. Maybe it's Undertaker. Yeah, the Undertaker is sent okay. over. Yeah. So, yeah, the other... Yeah. So, the Undertaker gets immediately killed. <laughs> yeah. That was a pretty so. anticlimactic scene for me. But I love the fact that Mike Milligan has been wanting this promotion and doing it, working as hard as he can to get recognised by uh, his bosses, only to be shoved into a cubicle and yeah. turned into a pencil pusher. Yeah, which he really didn't uh, seem to be uh, kept, happy kept with. Told, uh, he's got to dress differently because it's not the, it's not the 70s anymore. Yeah. It's the future. He's got to get with the, the present. Uh, yeah, he's just like so dejected. <laughs> Can I feel bad for the dude? I don't happen to the other kitchen brother though. No. Um Yeah, and so you've got So okay. Did you know is that Hansi is a crime boss from the first season? I did not. So that guy you see eating the meal and shit like that, who ends up getting taken out by uh, Lord Malvo. That's Hansi Dent's new um, identity. He gets facial reconstruction and all that stuff okay. to make himself look differently and he becomes that guy. Okay. And the two kids in the baseball field who he goes in to attack with a knife because they're being bullied uh, were Mr. Numbers and Mr. Wrench. The two hitmen from the first season? Yeah. I knew that bit. Okay. So there's like lots of little cool little crossovers because of yeah. this being a prequel to the first season. It's really cool. Uh, yeah, and I you, got Bruce actually... Campbell, you got Bruce Campbell as president, which is awesome. 
Which one is Wrench? I have no idea. Which one's the deaf one? No idea. Because he's in every season, isn't he, so far? I guess so, yeah. But he won't be in the next one. No, I think it's unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> you never know because the you don't know what time frame this is going to... 50s. Is it 50s? Okay, fine. No, he wouldn't yeah. have been born by then. No. That's season four we're talking about. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you a question. Like, how can Lou, as a state Minnesota cop, how could he just fuck off to another state for, like, several weeks? And not, like, who does he report to? Why do they just allow him to do this? I don't think he was all that allowed because he was um, basically being told to get out constantly. That's because they didn't want him in his... Like, he had no real jurisdiction there, so they just tell him to fuck off. Yeah. But the people in charge of the Minnesota State Troopers, whoever they are, they don't seem to have any influence. Like, you hear him once when he says he's going to talk to... Uh, his his bosses, yeah, near the end of the season, but that's about it. Like he never, so I don't know how he can just do this. Well, he seems to be <laughs> quite close friends with the sheriff, doesn't he? Well, yeah, he's married to his daughter, so yeah. So I mean, so they they didn't seem to be quite pally. So that might. Be but I don't think the sheriff is. is his boss. No, he's not his boss, but I I think he's quite high up in the chain, so. That probably gives him a bit more sway than he would have got otherwise. Oh, maybe. But that's all I'm. Yeah, that's all I can think of, really. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought this was. Sorry, go on. No, go on. No, you on. I can say I, I liked the Kitchen Brothers in this. I thought they were really good. They um, were, yeah. Yeah. And Mike Milligan. He was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like this. I like this better, I think, the second time I've watched this. Because I guess I had expectations from the first season, and I thought I was going to see those characters again. Yeah. Um, so when it became when I started watching, and it turned out to be a prequel. I, uh, I guess I was a little bit put off by that. But watching it through the second time, um, yeah, it, it just went a lot smoother this time. Yeah, I put and, it up yeah, there. Yeah, I like everybody in it. I put it up there. It's for me as good as the first season. Oh, I don't think it's quite as good. Because Lon Malvo is amazing. He's like he's just the best bad guy I've ever really seen. Really, he's just like top notch. But overall, you know, if we're talking season one and two of Fargo, I think it's must watch TV still. Yeah. Yes, I think so too. Yeah. And all of the characters in there, like you're talking about Lou Solverson, Patrick Wilson, he's a great actor. I think. Um, Well, I don't think he's as good. I don't think he's as charismatic as Molly. Like I, I, I love her. I don't know. I think screen, he was. She's just like, I think he just, was just as charismatic. I think mm. Molly's slightly different, but I also, I kind of liked the time that this took place in the late seventies. Okay. So I, you know, you've got Mike Milligan, who's all like jazzed up a bit, and yeah, yeah, he thinks he's all that. But yeah. you know, it, it, it fits well with the the whole diner scene and the. The events of what Peggy's doing, the cars, it's all cool. That's all true, good. yeah. It is. Oh yeah, Peggy and Ed, they're, they're like they're my favourites of the season. 
Yeah, I don't like them, the characters, but I... Because I, I just watch them all day. It's just so stupid. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I like the, the act. The act is amazing. But, yeah. As characters, they were just dumb as posts. <laughs> and so fucking lucky. Because oh, yeah. they did this, like, if there was... If this didn't cause a massive, like, gang warfare... They would have been found out so quickly. Yeah, they would have been <laughs> dead been... on the spot, wouldn't they? Yeah. Well, not dead. They wouldn't have just been killed. No. no. They would have been thrown into prison really <laughs> quickly. Yeah. You know what I mean, though? They they would have been caught straight away. Yeah. And, unfortunately, Ed did lose his life in this. But he did. Peggy, who essentially is the instigator of the whole fucking event, yeah. got away with it, effectively. Well, I think she went to prison. She go to prison and she go to a funny farm because uh, oh, I think I that's borderline which way she went. Yeah. She definitely bought the farm. Yeah, so that's season two of Fargo. Yeah. It was great. I can highly recommend it. Well, like Fargo's one of my favourite shows. Me too. Ever made, I'd say. Um, yeah, we will... Go on to season three at some point. In a future um, episode. Yeah, so you know, we'll get to that at some point. I think yeah. we've both watched it now, haven't we? Yeah, uh, do the I'm recap? re-watching it currently. Okay, yeah, cool. And I think season four is next year? Yes. Cool. be nice to look forward to that. I've seen yeah. there's a, a kind of leaked trailer of The Boys, by the way. Season two. I try not to watch trailers. Trailers are too spoilery. I, I de- think yeah it depends because when they say it's a an accidentally leaked trailer I'm thinking that sounds bad is it sounds like it's showing leaked, too much or is it intentionally leaked but because of the whole you know the boys is this kind of broken parody of superheroism um you know they accidentally do shit like leak their own footage I don't know I haven't seen the trailer I don't know no, I'm not going. I'm not going to see it. Okay. Uh, there is a bunch of there's a bunch of stuff out soon, isn't there? Yeah, completely. Oh yeah, you, know, you got your favourite movie that. of all time coming out soon, haven't you? What? Your new favourite movie of all time is coming out soon. Is it? Yeah. But we got the Expanse, the Last we got Jedi. Uh, that's ages ago. No, that's last no. year. The Rise of Skywalker. Well, I've heard uh, I've heard leaks on that, and it does sound like it's going to be great. That's for sure. Well, that would be in keeping with the rest of the series. But we're getting completely off topic, so we're going to end this here, and we shall see you next week. Goodbye. Bye bye.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.